22, verse 28. Beautiful prophecy. And it shall come to pass afterward. That means somewhere down the road that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants, upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my spirit. One more scripture. The book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a fallen away first, that a man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now you know that what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they might be damned, that they, may, that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, who had pleasure, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, the falling away and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost seems to be conflicting prophecies. And I want to preach to you today walking between the two prophecies. One, the outpouring, and the other, the falling away. Savior, we love you and thank you today for your goodness to us. We ask you to help us today in revealing your word and strengthening us that we may walk through the prophecies of the word of God and be ready for your soon return to this earth. We ask it in the wonderful name of the Lord. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Walking between two prophecies. Joel was used in the Old Testament to prophesy that afterward, in other words, somewhere down the line, it is a prophecy that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He spoke of sons and daughters. He spoke of men and young men. Notice I left out the old purposely. <clears throat> and upon your servants and your handmaidens, he included everybody would have an opportunity in this prophecy that the outpouring of the Holy Ghost would be given sometime down the road. Then you find in the book of Acts chapter 2, 
that the writer did not use Isaiah's prophecy, which was very similar, but did state to this people will I speak with stammering lips and another tongue, and that this was a refreshing. But he did not pick up Isaiah's words because Isaiah mainly prophesied to the Jewish nation or Israel. But Joel seemed to add the broader term of all flesh, and it's a prophecy that when you combine the Isaiah's prophecy and Joel's prophecy, that we're certainly living in that day today where there is a refreshing for those that are weary. Jeremiah wrote, and I often pray this prayer because it is such a powerful scripture, and, uh, and the scripture makes it known that there would be a rest for them that are weary, a rest for them that are weary. But I want to bring to you today Joel's prophecy because it is almost word for word in the book of Acts. It is one prophecy that speaks of the day that we live in today. I want to say to you that if you ever get tired of the worship of God's people, if you ever get tired of an altar service, whether it's one, two, or three during a service and it to close, if you ever get tired of people coming forward to the front to worship the Lord, we will lose what God has given to us. I thank God for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I felt his presence today. I worship him. I love him for his word because it sustains us and makes us strong in this last day that we live. It's a prophecy that is very relevant today and will never lose its relevancy in a world and society that we live in. It'll be true until Jesus Christ comes. Uh, the apostle Peter stood up in Acts chapter 2 and verse 14, and he said, These words standing with the eleven, he lifted up his voice and said, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit. Aren't you glad that God's still pouring out his spirit? He's still pouring out his spirit. This is Sunday morning, but during a song service, uh, God can pour out his spirit upon hungry hearts. During an offering time, he can pour out his spirit upon hungry hearts. During preaching, he can pour out his spirit upon hungry hearts. I'm so glad that we are an apostolic church that still believes the Bible. So many churches are fallen by the wayside. I'm saying this humbly. I'm not saying it arrogantly. I'm not saying it with pride. I'm saying it with humility. It's sad to say that so many people are walking away from the promise of the word of God when he promised to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. You should come hungry to the house of God. You should come ready to receive an outpouring. Let the rain fall. Let it flood. Let it flood our soul. Let it flood our service. Let it reach to the heights and to the depths. And let it reach those that are hungry. Reach those that are addicted. Those that are troubled. And those that need deliverance. This should be a house of prayer. This should be a house of deliverance. This should be a house that we can stand up in and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I came to proclaim to you today that we are literally today walking between these two prophecies. One in the book of Joel, 
and reiterated in the book of Acts uh, and also in the book of Thessalonians where he speaks of a great falling away. And he tells us in the beginning scriptures, he said, I want you to be concerned about the coming of the Lord so much so that you are aware of his day. And then he said in verse 2, don't be soon shaken in your mind. Verse 2 of chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians. Don't be soon shaken in your mind. Too many people are being shaken today by things that are happening in churches, such as entertainment. And they want to go where entertainment is. You know why? They have become lazy in their worship. They don't want to be participators. They don't want to listen and act upon the word of God. They only want have their ears tickled. And we're in a society today that it certainly is interesting to see the entertainment in religious circles. It's interesting to hear some of the statements that are made by preachers, one especially that has a large church in the state of Texas uh, that said we will never use the word sinner again in our church. It brings condemnation. It brings hurt feelings. Uh, and I'm telling you, it won't be long the way our society is going. And I'm not ashamed to say this. Uh, there, there's only two political parties in America today. There really is only two. So we don't have a choice for a third. It'd be nice if we had a choice for a third. But we really only have one choice to vote. Vote for the party that believes in God. Vote for the party that teaches against abortion. Vote for the, they're not perfect. And I know some people say, well, it's not worth voting for any. You know, if we lose our vote, our world is going to be gone because they're taking away Christianity in America so fast, you don't even notice it hardly. We just go on our way. But they hate Christianity. They really do. They, they don't want you to mention his name anymore. You can mention all, all you want in America, but don't mention the name of Jesus. You know, I have enough defiance in me right now. I'm going to call on his name because the Bible said, Whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm going to call on his name. I'm going to love his name. I'm going to worship his name. I'm going to proclaim his name. Oh, my, 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 don't be soon shaken in your mind by what's going on in our world. Don't even worry about the political party that works against God. Taking the Bible and prayer out of schools. Taking Christian clubs out of schools because it may offend some other people. Listen, Jesus came and said, I didn't come to bring peace to a world. I came to draw a sword in a world. Not, not to be mentally affected, uh, but to be truthfully affected. Uh, I'm going to divide families over this truth. And it does happen. It does happen. About the time a, a backslider or a sinner prays through uh, to a good apostolic experience and get delivered from smoking and drugs and alcohol and all that goes with the world. And suddenly relatives said, why did you go to that church? Well, why didn't you tell me about it before I went? Don't get on me now because I have something better than I ever had in the world. Don't get on me now when I found deliverance for my soul. Don't condemn me now that I'm going to a church that believes in deliverance. Well, hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, we're walking in the midst of two prophecies. Which one are you going to walk with today? You're going to walk with the outpouring or you're going to walk with the falling away? I say it's time for us to stand up and be counted. 
I'm not talking about burning flags and going down the street and making a big scene. I believe in having an apostolic church and passing out a card everywhere you go. Come on, church. I'm preaching to you. We're in the midst of two prophecies right now. The falling away. Are you going to be a part of the falling away? Or are you going to be a part of a revival church? You're going to be up front worshiping God. You're going to lift your hands and praise his name. You're going to help people pray through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's what this church is all about. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The infilling of the Spirit of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Don't be troubled. Neither in your spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us. Paul cautioned two different places that I come to my mind real quick. He said, even I or an angel come from heaven. Don't be soon shaken by us even as that the day of Christ is at hand. If this message is not relevant today, it never was relevant and never will be relevant. It's relevant to today. The coming of Jesus Christ is upon us. Our world is going through chaos our world is going through cultural change. If they can take a baby and put it on a table and discuss whether they let that baby live or not, uh, they're going to be having you in the hospital as moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas uh, discussing whether they want to let you live or not. It's a matter of being uh, uh, a little bit irritated by birth and the birth process. It's a nuisance to the worldly moms to have babies in their womb, and so they just abort them and get rid of them. I believe somewhere in heaven, I don't believe souls are going to be lost by the murder of somebody else. You may disagree with me, but somewhere, somewhere, there's an age that God says, okay, they're accountable for their own self. I don't know if Scripture hardly can tell you all the answers to that, but I just believe that God created every soul. And somewhere in judgment, a bunch of babies are going to rise up to a bunch of parents. Now, I have to say this because this is the day that we live in. I have to say this. If you've ever aborted a baby... Live for Jesus with all of your heart because children are saved by their parents, Paul said. You can look it up. They're sanctified by their parents. So I'm not bringing condemnation to anybody. If in the world you aborted a baby, start rejoicing that you and that baby will be reunited together in heaven. I don't bring condemnation today. I bring peace to you today. But don't do it again when you're in the house of God. Let that baby live as the day of Christ is at hand. Then he said, let no man deceive you by any means. By any means. Everybody say that, by any means. Any means. Whether it's glamour, whether it's entertainment, whether it's all the, the adornments of the world. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anything deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come and fall away first and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. What that simply is saying in the prophecy of the apostle is saying be careful in the very last day because deception is going to be rampant. Jesus said it 
over and over. They recorded it in almost all the Gospels uh, that there would be a deception of the last day. There would be confusion of the Word of God in the last day. And I don't claim to be the smartest person in the world. And I don't claim to have the greatest of education uh, as some may have. Uh, I have enough sense about me to know that the Bible said Jesus is coming uh, and he said somewhere afterward I'm going to pour out of my spirit. Uh, so here we are in the midst of two prophecies. What are you going to do with it today, church? Uh, are we to be lazy with it or are we going to pass out church cards everywhere we go are we going to invite people everywhere we go are we too ashamed of it oh no if they're if they're if they're not ashamed to dress the way they dress and wear their hair the way they wear their hair my 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 they look like parrots have you noticed yeah i saw a guy the other day he had he had he had green hair running right down the middle. I wanted to walk up to him and say, ha, I see you. You want a little attention? I see you. You know what I should have said to him? You know, son, what you really need to have some peace in your heart. You need the Holy Ghost. I think it's time for the church to come alive. I don't think it's time for us to go in the background. I don't think it's us time for us to go into the cave of the earth and hide ourselves. Oh no. We need to lift our voice with worship and praise and have a good attitude about it. A good spirit about it. Don't condemn people. Give them hope. Don't confuse them. Give them understanding. Don't cause them to have hurt feelings about the church. Uh, build up the church. And I might just say this while I'm on it. Uh, there is no reason for you to listen to anybody that despises this church. We're not perfect. No, we're not perfect. But bless God, we have a perfect God that we worship and we love. And we want this church to develop something in the hearts and lives of people that they can be saved. That's what it's all about. And so when somebody wants to run down the church, uh, why don't you run down the devil? Say, you know, I don't believe what you're saying. I love that church. You don't have to love me, but like me. No, you don't have to like me, but love me. Because you have to love your enemies. Love your church. Love the church that preaches truth. Love the word of God and stand firm upon it. We're walking in the midst of two prophecies. A falling away and an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I weep when anybody walks away from God. I weep when anybody backslides to a world of confusion. They really don't know what they're doing. They really don't know what they're doing when they walk away from a church in the day that we live on the very brink of the coming of the Lord. I weep. I don't make fun of them. I don't talk about them. We need to pray for them. There's a group that comes down here every Monday morning uh, and they pray for prodigals. That's people that are gone from church somewhere. I believe that they're going to start seeing something about the church. Because this church is not walking in one prophecy. We're walking between two. There may be some walking away from God, but there's a whole bunch uh, that are staying in the house of God and saying, I came to worship the one true God. I came to exalt the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm going to walk through two prophecies, uh, and hold my head up. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And then he's exposed who the man of sin is, uh, and the son of perdition, he said, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God. 
That's really where we are today. I'm not so sure that we will see the man of sin as a man. I do know that we are seeing the spirit of Antichrist even in the world today. The apostles wrote of it then, and if the spirit of Antichrist was then, I'm telling you, the spirits of Antichrist are apparent in our world today. But I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for the Christ. I said, I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for the Christ. Because there is one coming. And I believe that spirit is already working. And I don't doubt that some of them are politicians because they're trying to take away everything of God in America. Our founding fathers are spinning in their grave as we try to see what's happening in our world today. Our founding fathers believed in freedom of religion, but that's all religions. I believe that Muslims ought to have a right for their religion, but don't change ours. I believe every religion has a right in America because that's America. We're not in heaven yet. We gotta occupy till he comes. We're not in heaven yet. We're going to allow everybody to be what they want to be, but they need to allow us to be what we want to be. I said they need to allow us to be what we want to be. You need to vote with that in mind. I'll get real political later, but not today. I just want to tell you, there's a falling away, not just in churches, but just common sense people. You can't even go in a place of business without people that don't even know how to dress up. Dress up. I, I, I looked out here Sunday night and saw our young people in suits and our young ladies dressed so nice. And... and and I, I understand tattoos are coming into the church. I understand that. We love you because you came to God like you are. We love you like you are. But there is something beautiful happening. Brother Sean is working on a program where you can get rid of your tattoos if you want. Yeah. God, we need to pray for Brother Sean. He's volunteering in a place where people can get rid of tattoos. You know, we had years ago... At one of our conferences, we had a man on this side of the house was praying and a man on this side of the house that was praying. They got up and looked at one another and the rage and the anger rose up because he was from the Mexican mafia in the south and he was from the Mexican mafia of the north and they hated one another. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? They hated one another. They walked towards one another with hatred. By the time they got to the middle, they were hugging one another and rejoicing because God had given them baptism of the Holy Ghost. You see, when God gives you the Holy Ghost, you change. You change. We've had men in this church that had tattoos since the war. We didn't condemn them. We had a, we had a man that if I told you who he was related to, you'd know he came right by the sound booth. And I was just preaching, 
kind of like I am now. <laughs> and I said something about, it's a shame for a man to have a long hair. Well, he had tattoos all over his face. Tattooed freckles all over his face. But when I made that statement, he had a sheath knife. He pulled that sheath knife out, and it was about that long. He reached back, got a hold of that ponytail, and cut that ponytail off right there in church. Right there. I was so glad I wasn't preaching against tattoos. <laughs> but the word of God does change. The man prayed through. Last I heard, he's living for God. He lives way out on the south side, going to Mexican Apostolic, Spanish Apostolic Church, uh, and doing good. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. train just stalled. Now we're going to start the engine. <laughs> that son of perdition that opposes, that exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God setteth up himself in the temple showing himself that he is God. I defy that spirit. There's no God like our God. There's no God to be worshipped like our God. There's no God that can deliver you like our God. There's no God high that is high and lifted up like our God. I came to exalt him today. I came to magnify him today. I came to praise him today. I'm not going to give up because the world's going one way. I'm not going to give up because religion's going one way. And I'm not trying to name religions and I'm not even going to name people. I'm just telling you, you have to decide for yourself. But if you'll listen to what's preached around here, even by our young men, our ministerial staff. You'll hear the oneness of God preached. You'll hear Jesus' name baptism preached. You'll hear true repentance preached. You'll hear godly living preached. Uh, it's not a falling away here. Uh, we're picking up our by, self, by, by our bootstraps uh, and we're getting on a white horse ready to ride into the portals of glory and say we're making it uh, because we're because we're living for Jesus uh, for the prophecies of the coming of the Lord. We're on the one side of prophecy uh, expecting an outpouring. We're going to have an outpouring around here next week, but we might as well have one this morning. We might as well have one around here tonight. We're walking between two prophecies, uh, the outpouring and the falling away. What do you say we have church like we've never had church? Uh, what do you say we quit cleaning our fingernails uh, and looking at our phones? Uh, what do you say we start looking towards Calvary, lifting up the voices towards God, and say let's have revival in an apostolic way? Come on, church. Uh, let's have it outpouring. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. And only he who now letteth will let till he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. And I'm not so sure all that goes into this. I wish there was more revelation for this. But I, I believe before the real man of sin arises and turns our world into confusion, somewhere in the midst of this day, we're going to see the coming of the Lord. 
I'm looking for him. Brother Bradford talked today about the cloud the size of a man's hand. Do you ever look out on a cloudy day and say, oh, that would be a good one right there. That would be a good one right there for the Lord to step out on. I've looked into the heavens, and I'm sure you have, and there's been bright spots in the clouds. Has anybody ever just seen bright spots in the clouds? I mean, it's just a big glow, and suddenly those that are expecting something to come from the clouds of glory, we look at that and say, whoo. If that's you, has anybody ever done that? Am I the only one that's done that? How many else has done that? I don't see too many people. Oh, oh, thank you. I'm feeling, man, I thought I was the only one in the world. I thought I was all alone up here. You know, I kind of feel like doing that right now. I wonder if you do. Come on, Lord. The world's getting too wicked. Come on, Lord. I would love to go to heaven today. I know there's an old song, and I don't like it anymore, but it said, wait a little longer, please, Jesus. It was a song, Brother Wilson, was that the 60s? Wait a little longer, please, Jesus. Did Max sing that? Your family sang that song? I love you, but you know what I'm talking about. The day that we're living in today, we're ready to see Jesus come. Our families are maybe not all in church, but that's another reason why we need to have church. And that's another reason why we don't walk the other prophecy. Because when they get ready to come back to church, they don't want to go to a church that's dead, dull, and boring. They want to go somewhere that will deliver them from the problems that they've accumulated and the weight of sin that's upon their shoulders and the heavy burdens of life that is upon them. They want to come back to a revival church. And if we don't have a revival church, they'll go somewhere else. Why not have them come here? Why not have our babies come home? Then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. That's that cloud I'm talking about. That bright cloud. You see it every once in a while. It, it, it's a beautiful phenomenon in the heavens. But it always makes me realize that could be the cloud that Jesus steps out on and returns from the clouds of glory. I'm looking forward to it, don't you? Oh, hallelujah. I must preach a little while longer. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they believe a lie. My heart breaks when I say this, but very few people, very few people walk away from God and really become involved heavily in some other religion. You know why? Every once in a while somebody does. But very few. They just go to the world. They become involved in the world. But the reason, because they have a truth in them. 
And that's why the Bible said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Somewhere in the midst of giving them truth when they're babies. And I'll just have to stop and say this. This little area over here and an area over there on Sunday morning where we're teaching young people and children. And you need to pray for our teachers. It's so important that children get this in their bosom when they're young. I have an article in my file somewhere where the Communist Party says, give me a child until they're six years old and they'll never walk away from communism. Give us a child until they're six years old and put the word of God in them, Bible quizzing, Sunday school, youth service. When they're old, they may not attend the service very often, but they'll always believe it. How many times have I talked to somebody that walked away from God and they say, I still believe it. That's the only church I'd ever go to. That's the only place I'd ever attend. Have you heard it? You know why? Because we preach the word of God and we put it in their spirit because we're a church that's walking between two prophecies. One is a falling away, and another is the outpouring. The falling away and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost seems to be conflicting prophecies. The scripture cannot be broken. Both have to be rightly divided. On the one hand, we have a falling away, and the other hand, we have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. On the other hand, we have revival in Africa where thousands have received the Holy Ghost. They were just at a meeting not long ago where denominal preachers uh, have been baptizing their entire congregations uh, in Jesus' name because this, this message is being preached uh, in Africa like it was in America at the turn of last century, and there's revival there. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is being poured about, out upon all flesh. Uh, I'm excited to hear about reports behind uh, the bamboo wall in China where they say, and I have no way of knowing this other than what they say, that there's like 30 million apostolics full of the Holy Ghost. Brother French has documented it. 30 million apostolics somewhere receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost in China. We're in the midst of walking through two prophecies, church. Uh, I'm telling you, it's not time to go to the denominal world. It's not time to backslide. It's not time to give up church. Uh, it's time to make this church uh, a house of fire, a flame of fire. The Bible said, and I'll get to it in a minute if I get time, and I may not get time, so I'll just give it to you. He said he would make his ministers a, a flaming fire. He promised to baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. There ought to be some excitement in the house of God. Don't retire from worship. Every once in a while somebody asked me if I retire. I said, no, I'm not retired. I'm not going to retire. I may not be able to preach, but I can lift my hand. I may not be able to praise loud. I may have a trembling voice, but I'm going to love Jesus until this world is over or I go by the way of the grave. I'm not giving up this fight. I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in 1953. Down in the little Olano Club, they bought the building. 
They're trying with dogma and paper and what have you to deliver people. When we were in that church, Brother Darrell Allspaw's father came to church. I took him back to the back room where they just put up a big, nice mural, showed him a picture of his father and his uncle that's on at the beginning of the church. And Darrell, you're still in church. I wish I could say you was perfect, but you're probably sitting next to her. But I do want to say that you're here. You're here. Your brother's in church because your daddy put something in you a long time ago. And you have grandchildren and children in this church today. Because years ago, the preaching of the word of God down on 34th Street is still being preached in this church today. We've walked between two prophecies. And we're not going to stop today. We're going to keep walking until Jesus Christ comes. I went to my cousin's funeral the other day. She was 91. I'm the youngest of the cousins. And goodness, I'm almost decrepit. But I met my other cousin there. She's 94. Still driving to church. She get talking about my grandma Frost. Rosa Frost and Aunt Molly. Aunt Molly is grandma to Nancy Flowers and sister Kathy Clark, and they're my cousins. But that's a different level, younger ones. But my cousin Gladys got to talking about my grandma, where my father received the Holy Ghost in 1917 on a dirt floor in a barn in Turlock, California. We have to have it so nice today. We have to have padded pews and carpet on the floor and air conditioning and heated. I mean, if the sound isn't just right, somebody's upset. If the cooler's not just right, somebody's upset. If the heater's not right, somebody's upset. If the preacher don't show up, they're upset. If he shows up, they're upset. That's a falling away for sure. Man, I walked out of that one quick. I'm back on solid ground. We have to have it so perfect in timing. Oh, 830. Our automatic clock goes off. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean that like it. you took it. I mean, it got so quiet. Even a church mouse couldn't squeal on that one. But it's so true. We get so acclimated to time and, and what have you. And I, I understand. I, I'm somewhat the same way. You know, when it's about midnight, I'm afraid of falling out of the window myself. But we need to let this be a house of outpouring. We need to remove our human frailties, our human weaknesses, uh, and come to this house. And no matter what has happened, exalt the name of the Lord and let God know. We may be walking between the two prophecies, but we're going to walk on the side of the outpouring, not the, not the falling away. 
I love this house. I love this church. My cousin began to talk about those days. My father would talk about them. He received the Holy Ghost when he was eight. He met my mother. Now be careful with this one, but he met my mother when she was 17. She was a Mennonite. And he said to her, if you'll become Pentecost, I'll marry you. She got the Holy Ghost in 1935. He married her. She never bobbled. Those of you that know her and Sister Libby and Sister Molly and, and some of those ladies that took care of us as teenagers uh, when we were young, uh, there's a reason why this church is strong. There's a reason you need to keep, you need to understand why we dress the way we do. It has been this way since the beginning of our church. Don't try to change us. Uh, don't try to get us on the other side of the prophecy of the falling away. We don't need that. We still need our ladies to look like ladies in the church, out of the church, on vacation, at work. We still need men to look like men and act like men uh, and be men in their homes and be the leaders in prayer. Some of you men need to be at prayer meeting. Uh, you're not here. You need to be at prayer meeting. Why? We're in the last days and the falling away is coming. Uh, you're, if you're not careful, you'll be deceived. You need to be at men's prayer meeting. Uh, we need to be the church of the outpouring. How many of you love the Holy Ghost? I mean, really love the Holy Ghost. Why don't you stand right now and act like you really love the Holy Ghost? That's right. Really act like you love the Holy Ghost. It's a refreshing. It's a renewal. It's a power. It's a deliverance. Oh, hallelujah. We're never going to slip. We're never going to slip into the falling away. We're going to be the church of the outpouring. We're going to have an outpouring spirit of the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Let's have revival. Come on, church. Let's have church service where people are healed. People are saved. People are baptized in Jesus' name. There's an outpouring. We're walking between two prophecies. Oh, yes. It's a straight and a narrow way, but we're going to walk that path till Jesus Christ comes. Oh, lift your hands one more time with a shout of victory. Let me give you a little secret, church, and we sing about it. The devil is defeated. What does that do to you? The devil is defeated. And the Bible talks about our king riding on a white horse, crowned as king of kings, has a tapestry on him called the blood of the lamb and the word of God. His name is Jesus. Oh, I just want to say it. Would you say it with me? Jesus. 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 He's our soon coming king. Oh, hallelujah. Walking between two prophecies. Which prophecy are you fulfilling today? The falling away? Well, I just go to Sunday morning service. Falling away? I just go when I feel like it. Falling away? 
I didn't like that song, so I'm not opening my mouth. I'm not lifting my hands. Well, it's too loud, it's too quiet, it's too cold, it's too hot. Whatever it is, I wish we could please everybody. I really do. But one thing I do, I want to please him. I want to please him. I love him. I worship him. I want to be a part of the outpouring. So I can be a part of the outgoing. You know, right now, there is a revelation spirit. I really feel that some of you are starting to recognize what you already knew, but it's just coming alive again. That in this last day, there has to be a church that's fervent, on fire, worshiping, praying, giving, supplying, and doing. And as we sing, if that revelation is beginning to dawn afresh and anew, that you become a part of a church. Soon.